It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good early afternoon. It is the Georgia Show. I'm Jake Rose, Senior Editor at Dogs HQ, Rusty Mansell Publisher at Dogs HQ. And we are not going to be with you tonight for the Georgia Show. We are not going to be... broadcasting this evening because of some things you know trying to get some schedules lined up but we definitely wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk to you on Sunday otherwise it'd be Tuesday before we got to our next Georgia show because listen we want to comment on the Caleb Downs situation and kind of everything that happened there Georgia had a decommitment today and Tay Harris um, Rusty's going to give us some insight as to what's going on there one thing we did not talk about last week was Juju Lewis and him reclassifying to the 2025 class so we want to definitely get in on that and then, uh, listen, Georgia's, uh, Georgia's going to have somebody playing in the Super Bowl for the 23rd straight year um, now, that, uh, the Ra- the, now that the Ravens won yesterday and eliminated the Texans. So uh, we, uh, we, we want to talk a little bit about the dogs in the NFL and the playoffs coming up today. But, Rusty, let's get to this Caleb Downs thing, man. Don't You can count the times on one hand that you kind of experienced something this surprising to you based on the information you were hearing. Yeah, and I've learned over the years, you always, you just don't go all in. You know what I mean? As good as you feel, I felt, you know, I, I, I never, that's why I never do percentages. People that have followed my work for years, I don't do 95 and 5. I don't do 51 and 49. Uh, did I feel pretty strongly he was going to end up at Georgia? I did. And most of the people I talked to did. And, you know, always try to, to, to get, um, you know, perspective from different areas outside of Athens and most everyone I talked to was like this kid's going to Georgia and uh you know we put some notes on the board yesterday about it didn't get out there but um uh they were in Athens on Thursday night he and his family um I think Caleb was in Athens about seven or eight hours total mom and dad was there a couple hours had dinner with the staff and those types of things and and, and that never got out so you know um it, it there's a lot of different angles you want to take here and we could talk about a lot of different things. And here's, here's what I'll say to kind of end this thing, Jake is Georgia took a shot at an elite player uh, twice at a high school and a transfer report. Yeah, they didn't get him either time. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This kid's a hell of a player. This kid's a top 10 NFL draft pick. He is, but the sky's not falling in Athens. You know what I mean? This roster is not built off one person anymore. This roster is as deep, if not the deepest, in college football. Again, they were the favorite to win the national championship on Thursday morning, and as of Sunday morning, they're the favorite to win the national championship. That kind of tells you how deep, um, you know, this thing is. But, uh, you know, listen, Georgia took a shot, didn't get him. And, um, you know, for somebody that's followed recruiting for a long, long time, even before I ever got in industry, um, you know, it's just it's, it's, George's not built off one decision anymore. They're not. And, no. and uh, but, you know, th- this thing, um, it, it was very close to, he was very close to going to George. It, it got really close. Um, I don't know that it, it could get any closer with him not going to Georgia, but he didn't. Okay. He's at Ohio State. So we'll go there with it and uh, he'll play there. And Georgia likely could play them at some point. Would it be kind of a, wouldn't it be kind of crazy, Jake, if we're sitting here one year from right now? 
on the morning after the championship talking about a Georgia Ohio State game again in Mercedes Benz. Wouldn't that kind of be uh, the, the script there? Absolutely. And listen, there, there's a question here I want to address because um, a lot of people got it wrong, right? We did. I'm not saying we didn't. Like, yep. like ultimately, you you start you say what you're hearing. What you're hearing is wrong. You're wrong. Okay. You're only as good as your information. And like I was telling somebody the other day, information is is the currency with which we have to spend. You get. I mean, if, when somebody puts in that that information money in your pocket, Damn, you got to spend it. That's deep, my man. You got to share it. Like, I yeah. mean, there's there, there ain't no saving it because yeah. it'll be gone. It'll be worthless in moments. Yeah. But did uh, I'm sorry, I actually clicked on the wrong one. Actually, was there disinformation fed to insiders? Insiders, no, there wasn't. Like Rusty said, this was one of those things where Georgia was in great shape till it wasn't. Yeah, you know, and that's, if they wanted, that's how if these things go sometimes. If they, if people, okay, so let me take that angle. If you think that the family wanted to uh, put this out here, the first thing they would have done is said they were in Athens Thursday night. Did that get out anywhere? It didn't. It didn't leak anywhere. So if they could have. They could have. Put that out there and, and done whatever the angle you think that is. That that was not the, the part of that. And, um, you know, so um, you're right there, Jake. You know what I mean? Listen, last last Sunday and last Monday, we're sitting here, and I'll be honest with you, we covered that Javaris Robinson, and that was not easy to do. Uh, that was not easy to do. And we stood our ground, and I, we were the one of the first ones to say, I think this guy is going to turn down a coordinator job at Alabama. I think he's going to stay with Georgia. And did we know 100%? We did not. But everything that we were hearing from people that we trusted said, this guy is leaning on staying with Georgia. And 10 hours later, we were right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and very well could have been the same way with Caleb Downs. But, you know, I, I'm old enough now to know you're not going to get them all. You're not going to get all, you know, and I want to get them all, but you're not going to get them all. I want to get but, every single one of them. Like, I mean, I was, listen, I was frustrated. Yeah, I'm sure you were Friday night. You know, you're Friday night like, man, what the hell just happened? I'm frustrated. Like, this yeah. this didn't, you know, but you also understand that, like, there's no better job you could have done or no better sources you could have no. talked to. And, and you didn't just – you did. Yeah. We knew. We both knew that we hadn't just sit there and leaned up against one fence post and 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 listened to it. That it was multiple circles. It was multiple areas. And yeah. I mean, it's like the, I I liken it to the Caleb Downs situation, right? Like all leading up to all leading up to early signing period, first day of the early signing period. You were hearing first of the early in the week. It was he was going to stick with FSU and listen. If he's going to flip with it from FSU, it's going to be Auburn. It is going to be Auburn. Yeah. And then it was that way until it wasn't. And then when it wasn't, things started to trend in Georgia's direction. And unlike this situation, which I, I attribute to the fact that Caleb Downs is a is a first-year guy. This is not the recruiting process anymore. This is a guy that's able to keep his you know thoughts and, and, and ideas under wraps a lot better than maybe a high school kid is. Yeah. Oh, he's been unlike Caleb nice. Downs, that, that K.J. Bolden thing, we started to kind of unravel that as the day went on. Whereas KJ, you know, when when Caleb Downs decided it was time to make a decision, the decision was made, and there was no getting out front of it. Yep. And and you start talking about, I don't want to get into Georgia versus Ohio State, but the Damon Wilson deal. I mean, everybody at Ohio State thought Damon Wilson was going to Ohio State. Yeah. And he was a five star, was number one, number two outside linebacker in the country, and that got to a Georgia Ohio State battle, and we kind of started hearing some things late. Like, wait a minute, this this is not over. Georgia might Georgia's got a chance here. And as we you know kind of got toward the end, it was like, holy crap, Georgia's gonna get this guy. And uh, but that was one of those. Damon Wilson was one of those that 
on the Ohio State side, they all, you know, their guys and their insiders and their information thought he was going there. And from everything I heard, Ohio State staff thought that was a done deal until it wasn't. So it is what it is. You know, it's just different day and age. And, and you know, I'm, you know, I, I try to put out um, the stuff behind the scenes, what I know and, and kind of the timeline. And we did that yesterday on Dogs HQ, kind of how what we knew the last 36 hours. But I would say Georgia felt very confident up until about, well, about 4 p.m. on Friday. I, I would imagine that Georgia felt this thing was done. And uh, and then, like he said, and then it wasn't. So uh, he's going to Ohio State. Felt like we need to touch on that and we don't want to spend 30 minutes on that. But, but uh, you know, Georgia took a shot twice and didn't get him. But trust me. Uh, nobody's crying for Georgia because that roster, that room is absolutely loaded. Hey, I, I need to give a live update here. Um, as this is all going on, I'm getting messages from from my better half who is telling me that I am coaching T-ball this year. So I just want to let you guys know I'm getting I'm I'm, I'm going to be coaching T-ball again. Breaking news. Breaking news. Ahead. A hell of a draft over there. We've got a we we've got some we got some coaching movement in the city of Jefferson coming. So just letting y'all know there is uh there's a new T ball coach in town. Um all right, so let's move on, Rusty, to obviously that was a I mean, this is contentious situation. I understand why folks were kind of pissed off about it. Georgia had a chance to get better. It didn't get better, but it was already in, in like you said, already favored and nothing's changing as far as that goes. Now you got to develop the guys you get, and I we don't know if they're done. Right. We, I mean, you get the spring, right guys in there. Georgia's still going to be involved in the transfer portal. It's, it's all about who goes in and who they feel like can help. And there's going to be some movement from Georgia's roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Post spring. So I think it starts April 15th through May 15th, that 30 day window in spring. Georgia's spring game is usually late April. I don't know if they've announced it. Well, I think it's 15 days this year. 15, okay. Yeah, the so, post-spring window is only 15 days this year. Thank goodness. Uh, that's, a, that's a plus there for everyone. Uh, but when you look at that, you know, Georgia right after that spring game, uh, so if it's usually late April, you'll see some activity from Georgia roster, obviously, and then you'll see Georgia probably take a hard look at some positions and see what they can do. But, like, I think you summed it up good this morning. I saw one of your posts that said – Georgia's not going to take a warm body, and that's the truth. Like, they're not taking a guy unless they think this guy can help them win now. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's all that – like, we get so many questions on the transfer portal. Do you think – do you think? Yeah, I always think they will if they get an opportunity. It's like the D-line, right? Uh, I, I don't want to get – I don't want to go st- super deep into this, but, Rusty, when you and I first got on here and we st- – at the first of the transfer portal opening, you and I said, hey, listen, we expect Georgia 3-4 defensive linemen. That was with the understanding that Nazir Stackhouse and Warren Brinson were gone, right? Like, that was thinking that Nazir Stackhouse, Warren Brinson, Zion Logue, out of here. They're, they're and gone. Maybe, well, and maybe some transfers. And maybe – yeah. Well, transfers, yeah. those two stuck around. Yep. Georgia didn't have any other guys transfer out except for Jonathan Jefferson, which, you know, he he needed to. He's one of those guys that the transfer portal's made for him because he's got a chance to go to SMU and maybe get some snaps under his belt, right? Well, yep. you start looking at the transfer portal. Xavier McLeod, a, a multi-year guy that Georgia can get in there that they like from the beginning, they got him. Now, does he, does he fix everything for them this year that and fill a bunch of holes? I don't think so. Probably not. Not all by himself, but he's a guy that they can get in, they can develop. Now, the other guy, the only other guy, in my opinion, in that transfer portal that really fit Georgia and could have made a difference for Georgia 
was Walter Nolan. And listen, Georgia was not gonna Georgia was not gonna play the game that it was gonna take to get Walter Nolan. No. Um, so that was just that's that's just what it is. So post spring, right guy enters in, Georgia will go after him. If not, they won't. They're not just gonna take somebody to fill a roster spot because they don't need a roster spot filled. They need a contributor. And so this is not about like filling needs to make sure you got somebody to practice. Georgia does a good job with that with walk-ons. They got one of the best walk-on programs in the country. This is about getting guys who can come in and play right now. And listen, if a Joshua Farmer or or you know, and listen, I'm not. This is just guys that have you know flirted with the transfer portal before, but like a Joshua Farmer for Florida State or or a Deion Walker. That that won't even work now. But you know, somebody of that caliber gets in the spring. Georgia's gonna they're gonna make a move or or a, or a big time safety like with Caleb Downs. There's nobody that good, but. Or they don't, or they don't have to because they kept guys they didn't think were going to be around. True, so, correct. Yeah, you know I'm not just going to take a, a a big body guy to have a big body guy. I mean, they've got they got some stacked up D linemen, and they they got McLeod, and uh, you know, got to have depth, man. You can't have what happened in the SEC championship game. Those kids playing that many snaps. And by the way, just one note, like. Georgia only gave up what like 270 yards offense. Yeah, 100, 120 something on the ground. Michigan gave yeah. up 177. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't oh. like there's kind of a narrative that Georgia got shredded in SEC championship game defensively. They didn't. They they gave up some chunk plays, but they but when you start digging in the nuts and bolts of that game, they had linemen that had to play too many snaps. Yeah, and, and they could have been better in crunch time. They could have been yeah. better late in that game that's with a little bit more depth. Yeah, that's and, and, and I think we've said all along that Georgia's improvement on the defensive line can happen through the portal. I'm saying I'm not saying it can't. It can absolutely happen for the portal. But I think the biggest potential for Georgia's defensive line to get better is in Christian Miller going into his second year as a major contributor. Jordan Hall going into his second year as a major contributor. Josh ja Jarrett having a year under his belt. Uh, Xavier McLeod being a 20-year-old now. I mean, that that's where Georgia has the chance to get to improve the most, I feel like. And maybe you get a, a freshman or two that's able to give you a handful of snaps that that kind of maybe graduates and gets better and better as the year goes along with Jordan Thomas or a uh, or a Nazir Johnson who, I mean, I listen, I, I think Nazir Johnson, we're going to look back at Georgia flipping him from Florida a few years from now and think, man, that was – how big was that? Because I, I think that, that he's going to be a very, very good football player. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Ja Jarrett and, and and Jordan Hall are two guys that can really get into those reps this year. They have a great spring and offseason. Um, I think that uh, those are two highly recruited kids, and Georgia won some major battles getting those guys. And those are those are people kind of forget about those type. But but you know that Kirby Smart and that staff knows what they have there and potentially having those guys. So. Uh, there's some depth there, some young depth, and it'd be it'd be important spring and summer for those guys. And I see a lot of folks talking about elite difference makers, wreck the game, defensive linemen. Hey, everybody needs them. Um, they don't grow on trees. Very few people actually have them. Um, and Georgia was very benef- Georgia was very lucky to kind of just stack them on top of each other there the way they did in this era, in this transfer portal era, because Alabama no, did it. Alabama did it from like 09 to, to 2015, 2016. Oh, yeah. That was when you had to wait a year. That was when the, when coach had to say, hey, I'm, I am or I am not going to let you transfer. And, oh, by the way, here's where you can transfer to. That's, That's not right. the case they, anymore. How about that? How about that? Tell, they would tell you where you could where you yeah. couldn't transfer to. Yeah. Wow. 
Them days are yeah, long. Now, now all the now all players got to do is basically send a text to compliance or send an email to compliance. Now it's a text. They used yeah. to have to. So last year you had to walk into the compliance office and say, "I'm Rusty Mansell. I'm getting into portal." You know, they would sit down and talk to you. Then they would send you down the hall to talk to a coach, and then they had 48 hours to submit that paperwork. Now a player can sit in his dorm room and never sit in a coach's office and send a text to the compliance and say, I'm getting in the portal and they have 48 hours to put it in. That's crazy. Yeah. It crazy. takes, it takes a lot of the, a lot of the stuff out now. And that's where the relationships with players come in. Cause you want to have a tight enough relationship with a player that that player doesn't do that without talking to you at least. Uh, so that's where that comes in. All right, Rusty, we're going to got a little, we got a few things more to get to. Let's, I don't want to rapid fire them, but let's not, not rapid fire them here. Uh, um, the kid from Cedartown, Tay, I've lost his last name. Yeah, Tay Harris. Yeah, Tay Harris. I'd lost his last name for a minute. Yep. Tay Harris decommits. What does that mean? Um, good player, you know, and, um, obviously me living in Northwest Georgia, I've known Tay for a while and, He's been taking visits lately, and that kind of a sign. You know, he went to Georgia Tech a couple of times. I think he went down to Florida. Um, and here's the thing with, with something like that. Is he a really good player? He's a good player. He's going to end up uh, easily power five. But when you look at Georgia bringing in Dante Williams and you look at him bringing in T-Rob, the, the, what usually happens to something like that is a DB board kind of resets. You know, what do they like? What do they want? And you know, it's one of those deals where does he fit what they want? Does he – does he – he doesn't know those two guys. You know, it's two new coaches. So, probably a lot of both both ways there. Hey, I'm going to open this thing up and go you know, meet some coaches and do some things. I think Georgia Tech would might be a school to, to really watch with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's one – I mean, you know, Georgia's had a lot of success in Cedartown when they really want a kid. And you can kind of yep. tell that the new guys in there shake up the board a little bit. Sometimes the earliest commits are hardest to hold on to because – Things change and feelings change and and all of that stuff. All right, uh, now a guy that you may have thought was going to sign a couple years from now is going to sign maybe a, a less than a year from now. That's Juju Lewis. Uh, mm -hmm. Reclassification, Rusty, I've said it all along. Um, I don't know a whole lot about this kid personally, but I do know this. Um, he can – he can he can spin it and he can he's one of the most accurate young quarterbacks I think I've seen in a long time. What's the impact of him maybe reclassifying? I, my gut feeling I don't think the kid ends up at USC in the long run. I'm not saying he ends up at Georgia. I just don't think it's going to be USC. Yeah, I think. Well, I'd say this that, that thing's a long way from being over. He was at Auburn yesterday. Uh, I think he'll be Colorado next weekend, and then that last weekend of winter visits, he will be at Georgia. So this thing's a long way from over. What it does is it ramps things up. The the visits become uh, more and more important to, to him and his family. And then I would imagine Juju uh, probably will take visits in June. And I don't think it goes past too much past all of that. Um, it's going to, it's going to ramp up real quickly there. Yeah. And some there's a there's a uh there's a comment here. What about the Stanford tight end update? Uh Ben Urosic. Um listen, continue to tear. George is in good shape there. And listen, that could happen today. It could happen six weeks from now, it could happen two months from now. We really don't know because this kid doesn't have to be in a hurry. And yeah. I think Georgia's got a spot for him no matter what. He's going to get that grad. He's going to get that degree from Stanford. He's going to arrive at the school he wants to in May. And uh, right now, we think Georgia's in really good shape. So that's that's kind of where that is. But but don't really have a timeline for you. 
Um, it like like I said, it could happen, you know, during this show, or it could happen two months from now. Um, we just we just haven't really you know gotten really a timeline on it. And he's a uh, He's one of those guys, man, sometimes covering transfers, a little harder than covered high school kids. They don't talk to nobody. They control their media. They they really can keep it under wraps. They don't have to tell so many people. Yep. They don't, they're not going on visits to take pictures in uniforms and all that stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's talking ball. Yeah. Uh, so yep. That's um that's kind of how that rolls. But Georgia wants to add a, a bigger body guy in that room and um you know, with, with the talent they got, the young guys. So I think the the the, the tight end spot will be something we'll watch uh, as that as that post spring uh, window opens for sure. And we can call him a bigger body guy all we want, but that that receiving that ball in his hands production is there. They hand that cat jet sweeps and into rounds, and they throw him screens. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Not just a blocker. They just want a bigger body yeah, type. They're just he's they different, man. He's not Bowers. Nobody is Brock Bowers, but. When you start looking at those, I, 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 my thought this week has been this: when you start looking at those elite, elite tight end guys, like um, I considered Evan, Evan Ingram to be kind of one of those talented, they just talented mm. enough, even though he had some injuries. Kyle Pitts, uh, Brock mm. Bowers, you know, you start looking at those. He's not there, I don't think, but he is in that very next tier, and maybe towards the top of that next tier. And I think Georgia's got a chance to get a really, really good football player there if, if they can get him in. Um, all right, Rusty. Listen, I was watching that Niners game last night, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of fading in and out of sleep. Uh, you know, I'd gotten up early and I'm trying to hang in there with the whole thing. And somebody talks about Debo Samuel going out, and they're like, Well, with Debo Samuel out here, Chris Conley. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know he was, I didn't know where he was at. And, no and he's not the only one, Rusty. We get, you get to watch Leonard Floyd again tonight. Um, Dodge, Dodge County. County represent, right? And, Eastman, Georgia. And, uh, I, uh, they've been around a while now, man. It's uh, getting a little long in the tooth almost. Dude, so I went back and looked. I have a picture from 2009. I was a part-time employee at scout.com, and I went to see Christian Conley at North Paulden. First time I ever went to North Paulden High School, I was like, where in the hell is North Paulden High School? <laughs> and I go over there, and I remember, like, God, this guy's, like, in the middle of nowhere. He's, like, freaky looking, and he wind up, you know, going to Georgia a few months later, a year later, and wind up he's still in the NFL, which is crazy how long he's been there. Um, but Leonard Floyd, I went to Dodge County one time, and I remember he was running tight end reps and how athletic he was. And, you know, that was early on in my career as well. But I remember seeing Leonard Floyd and going, man, where where do these kids come from that look like this? You know what I mean? And yeah, if you don't remember his recruitment, he had to go to Hargrave for a year. He did. He had, he had to go to the John Atkins both. They yeah. went there together. Yeah. That prep school for one year used to be a big deal of the Hargrave military up in Virginia. And uh so Georgia opened with Clemson that year. And I remember everybody kept saying, Man, we got this, we have this linebacker that can run. Now he's thin, but this guy's a freak. And they they early on, they they basically just used him to blitz. Like he would come off the edge and just blitz and uh, but man, he he is a grown man now. They I had him playing. They had him playing star in that first game against Clemson. And then, yeah, they had him playing star. He would right he would before, drop right? into coverage a little bit, but I, I I definitely remember him lining up out there over the slot, and he would he would they would use him. Grantham would use him as a little bit of a force player and all that stuff. And that was uh, number eighty four, right? Yeah, number eighty four. Out there, out there at playing star. But uh, I saw ESPN. I was watching the pregame show this morning. They called Leonard Floyd the best free agent signing of the year. Ten and a half sacks. Uh, yeah. My goodness. Falcons could have used that. But anyway. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Kevin Boyd asked Eric Stokes still with Green Bay. He is. He is still with Green Bay. He's He was banged up almost all season long. But yeah. you look at these playoffs and uh, – all three of the uh, all three of the AFC teams left in it have Georgia players on the roster. The only team in the NFC that doesn't is the is the Lions. They don't have a Bulldog on the roster after trading uh, after trading uh, DeAndre Walker away. DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre Bob uh, Swift, Swift away. Yeah, it's early, it's early for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I, there's so many DeAndres, dude. I, mm-hmm. I mean, Georgia had a Georgia had a DeAndre run there there in the 20 teens that will never be matched. Yeah. They're they're almost in like a Walker run now, like where they just got Walkers after Walkers after Walkers coming through. So <laughs> it's uh, it, it I get those mixed up too. But yeah, there are a lot of Bulldogs left to watch tonight. Obviously, um, you know Philly's out of it, so there's the there's a big chunk of them gone. Um, but you got Jake Camarda in uh, in Tampa. Um, I'm trying to think of the NFC teams left in it uh, or the AFC teams left in it. The Bills. Uh, you got Leonard Floyd and and James Cook. And then uh, with the Chiefs, you got Miko Hardman and uh, Malik Herring. So how about how about Big Ben Cleveland still just just mowing through folks for the Ravens? Yeah, yeah. Ravens going to be tough to beat, man. There's a lot of Georgia ties in there with that team. With Roquan, I don't know if y'all saw the Roquan said he wanted to put them blanks out of their misery yesterday. Got me real fired up watching that video. Um, But uh, Roquan is uh, obviously there in, in Baltimore. Ben Cleveland's in Baltimore. Todd Munkins in Baltimore and Mike McDonald, uh, you know, double dog there. He's in Baltimore. So there's a lot of connection there. Um, and honestly, from what I saw yesterday, that long Baltimore snapper, maybe long snapper, the long snappers from George, right? Nick Moore. Nick yeah. Moore. I believe Nick Moore got hurt though. If he I'm did. not mistaken yeah. at some point this year, yeah. Yeah. he crazy? might be inactive now, but yeah, Nick Moore was one of those. Uh, I remember Mike Eckler telling me about him after he enrolled Mike Eckler was like, man, we got this kid from the from major league baseball. He, you know, I, I mean, he was just so fired up about getting him, and um, he's, he's going to be a special teams demon. And here we hear he is playing, um, you know, Great. in the NFL years and years later. But all right, so we'll be back with you with the Georgia show on Tuesday, and then again on Thursday. We got Bark After Dark with Bama Online's Tim Watts tomorrow night, That's and uh, nice. Rusty's fired up about it. Rusty's going to get some popcorn. I'm going to watch yeah, his favorite soft drink. Maybe throw some raisinets in the popcorn or whatever, and and come come check that one out. He's gonna have a good meal watching us uh, watching us grill Tim Watts. Uh, but we're excited about it, man. I'm excited to hear from Tim and uh, come check it out. Come make sure you're here for the Georgia shows next week. Got anything to send them off with, Rusty? Stay warm. <laughs> yeah. It, hey, it is supposed to be warming up. Thank God. Oh man, it was brutal. Yeah, it was so cold this weekend. It was so cold yesterday. I couldn't. I couldn't even function. But hey, it's supposed to warm up, and uh, now you got to worry about staying dry. Apparently, so uh, whatever it is, y'all stay safe. Take it easy. We'll see you on uh, on on Tuesday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.